0: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All
1: right, welcome in to another edition of The Lake Show here on Newstalk 830 WCCO. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you to Stevie T. He held it down for me last night. I appreciate the, uh, the fill-in, the love, and all the support. Christopher Tubbs producing tonight. Let's have some fun for the next three hours. couple of guests, which we'll get to here shortly um, with the entire lineup of tonight's show. But I wanted to start tonight's show with Twins Baseball. And I know many of you are like, oh, gosh, Lake, season's over. We only won 78 games. Why are you going to trouble us with with talking twins? Well, this is the deal. The specific thing that I want to start the show off with tonight revolves around the big decision for the Minnesota Twins during the offseason with Carlos Correa. And I want to hear from you guys, and I want your thoughts about Carlos Correa. And what you want to see done with the Minnesota Twins organization with Carlos Correa. Now, we're not 100% sure that he's going to opt out. You would think, though, it's most likely that he's going to opt out, right, and look for that long-term deal. Because you could say, yeah, he's got two years left on a deal that's paying him $35 million a year, but he could get – a longer deal than that. He probably wants to go out there and get that six- or seven-year deal. But my question to you at 651 is as a Twins fan, how do you want to see this play out? Because I am curious about that. That's why I want to hear from you guys on this particular topic. And I ask it because if we did a poll or pose the question, the first half of the season, I think that more than 50% of Twins fans would say, let's move on from Carlos Correa. Because you know what? You felt like you weren't getting anything out of what you were paying for Carlos Correa. Or you weren't getting what you expected to get. You were getting something. You were getting outstanding defense and inconsistent hitting. But you're like, mm, not really sure that this is the guy that that I thought he was. Second half of the season, Carlos Correa, he stepped up. The final two months of the season, he balled out. So, you know, Twins fans is almost as though Carlos Correa is still a free agent. Do you get what I'm saying right there? Like, like. I know that he played for the Twins this year, but it feels like, yeah, he's still somebody that's, that's, that's new to Minnesota Twins. But it's not like he's been here for a long time. He didn't come up through the system. He wasn't somebody that you signed to a four- or five-year deal. He's somebody that it felt like, you know, oh, we got a higher gun for this year. He was a loner. Yeah, this is the guy that we're going to grab here this year. Let's try to, try to make the most of it and see where it goes. So he's still – the the newness hasn't worn off on Carlos Correa. But I think it is a legitimate question to Twins fans and specifically trying to get the, the pulse of what they feel like with Carlos Correa. Do you want him back? 651-461-9226. I do. And if wanting Carlos Correa back means – that he is going to get a five year deal for pretty good money. I'll do that. I'll do that. And I know that most fans are like, it's not my money. It's not, it's not, that's not the take. I don't, because for none of us, it's not our money. I'm not a Polad, right? So, so I'm not even going to go that route. There's going to be other guys on the market Xander Bogars, uh, Dansby Swanson. Carlos Correa, we 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 love him here. Well, I don't want to say we love him. I love watching him here. I loved everything about him this season. Like, to me, he's much more of a leader than I ever expected. that's, And I'm not saying that he's never been somebody that would rally his guys in the clubhouse. I never lived in Houston. I was agitated by his comments after the scandal broke. He kind of tried to you know, play the innocent card. I didn't appreciate that. I didn't like that at all. Tim Anderson, another name out there. When we talk about the guys that will be available, Trey Turner, I love his game. It's
2: a great market.
1: A great market, but this is the deal. We can look at all those names that we just mentioned, and you say, okay, well, if we don't get Carlos Correa, I'll take any one of those other guys. That's fine, but I want Correa. You know why? In my opinion, I don't think of the shortstops that are available. If he plans to opt out and become one of those names, I think that when we talk about his high end potential, this guy at his best versus this guy at his best, I think Correa is the best of the bunch.
2: The higher ceiling is what you're saying. Yes, yes. I think when you know we look at Carlos Correa, and I think a lot of us were frustrated with the first half of the season. Because he went, you know, it seemed like months without getting that big-time hit because it was every night, final pitch. When are we going to get that Carlos Correa moment? When are we going to get... You look at the numbers at the end of the year, Henry. His 291 average was the highest he had since 2017 when the Astros won the World Series. His 22 home runs, guess what? Third best in his career. He had 26 last year with Houston. And then the RBI 64... I mean, he had 92 last year. He had 96, 98. This is pretty much, I think, pretty par for the course when it comes to Carlos Correa offensively. That September kind of pushed us to what we were
1: expecting. I think he was down offensively. Yeah, well, I mean... No question. There's no question he was down offensively.
2: And the numbers, I think the September, if he didn't have the September that he did, I feel like the Twins would be in a much better position. Like, okay, well... The one thing about betting on yourself, okay, you're gonna go out and you're gonna test the market, you're gonna have one of those monster years like Aaron Judge did. You know, Carlos Correa, I think if he would have done it last year, he he was in a better position, my opinion. He was in a better position last year because of the negotiating power that he had than this year. But
1: to get the massive money. To, to get that massive money. I agree. And you factor in the other guys that are available too.
2: Yeah. And I think the only I want to say Javi Baez was the other big name short so I could be wrong. I know that the you mentioned the guys this year. It's it's going to be like there's going to be a lot of demand and the supply is going to be out there. Supply wasn't there last year. So, yeah, it, it is a very interesting question for Twins fans because I felt like a lot of them kind of wanted to just wash their hands through 3-4 months of the season.
1: 651 461 9226 want to take your phone calls. Big decision. Uh, if and when Carlos Correa opts out of his contract, do you want to see the Minnesota Twins put on the full-court press and bring him back? There's another layer to this, though, that I think is a legitimate, I don't want to say excuse for the slow start, but I do think it absolutely was a factor. We get to your phone calls and my takes next on The Lake Show. All right, welcome back. to Lake Show News Talk 830-WCCO. Henry, like Christopher Tubbs, I am officially on the bandwagon. Bring Carlos Correa back. Bring him back. At what cost would I be willing to bring him back? There's a couple of ways that I look at this. If you want to bring him back at the same number but extend out the years, I'm good with that. If you want to bring back Carlos Correa at a slightly higher number, with less years, and when I mean less years, I'm talking about less than six or seven. I'm good with that, too. But I, I just don't think that it's reasonable for us in Minnesota to think that Carlos Correa is a guy that you're going to offer up $38 million a year for the next seven years. That's just not going to work for anybody. That's not typically how we operate, and I don't think that he's that guy that's going to change All of that. But in terms of Ed, what what number what would be the number that I say, okay, I'm I feel okay about that? I guess the number that I would look at is and I know some of you guys are gonna light me up for this, but I legitimately would go four years one fifty. I go four years, one fifty. So that's a little bit less than forty million a year. 37 Thirty-seven and a half per year. Okay. Now I don't think I think that this camp is going to look for a longer deal than that. I think that this camp is looking for probably minimum six years. Yeah. So but, here, now, but now we'll see what what does the market look like
2: though. And that's the thing. Do you let Carlos Correa? And, and this is where I think it's all a chess match. Do you let Carlos Correa set the market? Or do you let somebody else set it, and then you come in after? Because you do have other guys, and I think you don't have the pending lockout, so you don't really have that to worry about. Mm-hmm. And Korea made 35.1 mil this year. So to me, Henry, when you were talking about the numbers, I wanted to ask, what means more to you? What do you look more at? Do you look at uh, AAV, average annual value, or do you look at the the totality, the length, and the the final number? Which... Like, are are you more concerned when you're looking at it? What is the number one thing that you feel is the most important if you're going to bring it back?
1: I'm looking at the the well, I think that realistically, you should look at both like mm-hmm. you should evaluate both. But I am somebody that wants to spend the money on the front end and not necessarily um, have a lot of money that. I'm going to be spending years down the line.
2: Well, I, we see that those long-term contracts like that don't work out. And the Angels were lucky that you know they were able to get out of the holes contract and and Pujols, you know went to L.A. and then just a remarkable rejuvenation back in uh, St. Louis. Look at Miguel Cabrera right now. Like these long-term contracts just in year seven, eight, nine, yeah. they just don't work out. I mean, you're you, handcuffed. You're you're handcuffed. Go on. you know, Alex Rodriguez was a great player, but at the end of the contract, like that's a liability. And that becomes a big, big problem.
1: Yep. Six five one four six one nine two two six twins fans, what do you make of Carlos Correa? Do you want him back? Do you want him to remain here in Minnesota? Um there also is a text message that uh Chris you say is on the text line.
2: Yeah, I'll uh get to that here in uh in just a minute. But yeah, it is on the uh the Cities One plumbing talk and text line. Got a couple of them here for you, Lake. Uh let Correa go if he decides that uh he doesn't want to come back. Put Royce Lewis in there. Use that money for pitching. Uh, I'll uh, let you address that one before I get to the next
1: that's, one. That's that's that there's a problem with that though. Like that's all I mean that's it's awesome to think about. Royce Lewis isn't healthy. That's assuming you have a healthy Royce Lewis. Well, Royce Lewis is not starting with this team at the beginning of next season. Best case scenario is that you end up with Royce Lewis later in the season.
2: That's a post-All-Star break with that ACL? Uh, I mean, are you thinking maybe July, say, August-ish maybe?
1: I mean, I'm, I, me, I'm thinking August. Yeah. At the end of the year. I mean, it's, that's towards the end of the year. But yeah. but I guess that's the that's the issue. If you don't have Carlos Correa, you cannot just say Royce Lewis is the answer. Royce Lewis won't be starting the year with you. Yeah, if Royce Lewis was healthy, I think you absolutely make a case. You pivot to, know, to him right now.
2: You, yeah, you pivot to him. You take that money. You put it back into the uh, put it back into the the pitching staff. Got a couple more here. Uh, somebody, yes, get rid of. him. this one came in, good a good pitcher. Uh, you know, wait, wait, yes, get rid of him. Yes, get rid of Carlos Correa. Let him walk. And oh, we take, let them walk, I guess. take or, okay. that 35 mil and apply it towards a, a starting pitcher.
1: All right, so I'm in the camp that has firmly stated I want the Twins to go out and find a really good arm. I will say this. I don't think that we're going to break the bank for a pitcher. Mm-hmm. I don't. Because we've got pitchers that are going to be coming back from injury that I think that they think will be damn good. Yeah, I, you've got. And you're banking on unknowns. And maybe some inconsistency, but I just think that's how it's going to play out.
2: Yeah, and, and here's something I, I was talking with this, talking about this with Steve, and I want to get your thoughts on it. We know that the way this, you know, the front office and Rocco handle their pitchers, you go to that fifth inning, and all of a sudden the analytics start to kick in. And there was a time this year, Henry, I don't know if you remember it, that Sonny Gray, after one of his starts when he was pulled and he was thrown well, mm-hmm. I, he was upset. I mean, he was visibly upset here's my question to you: that if we get into the offseason and you've got a couple of these guys I don't know what the market's going to look like for starting pitchers if you've got these guys that you're interested in, and that becomes an issue, that, you know, hey, how come I can't, how come I can't pitch you know six or seven? You know you see these teams that are in the playoffs, their starters go a little bit longer, you know Philly, Atlanta, the, the Yankees, Houston could that ultimately become a detriment where you don't get some of these frontline starters because maybe you won't get the opportunity to pitch as deep into games? I know that's kind of a loaded question, but I was kind of thinking about that is, is that something that could potentially be a roadblock to getting some of these big time free agents when there's already a problem compared to some of the other
1: markets? That's a, that's a hard one to answer uh, to, to answer. I can't really answer that. I mean, that's just, that's, that's going deep inside the mind of, potential free agents mm-hmm. about whether they're they're not going to come to Minnesota because they're not allowed to go deep. In, uh, it, it, show me the money. It all comes down to the finances. I don't think that someone's going to not come to Minnesota because they're not allowed to go eight innings. Okay. I, I just don't – I'm not buying that. Okay. I'm not it, buying it. and Because and, I'm not buying that Rocco, if a guy has it in him to go seven or eight Consistently, that Rocco won't allow that to happen. Like, I think that that's that's a foolish take by fans. Oh, he's always play. yeah, he, yeah. They 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 pulled a bunch of guys, early, you know, in the sixth inning or whatever, yeah. and it maybe it looks like they have a little bit more now. Maybe we got too much faith in the bullpen. That's part of our issue too. I, I, th- I think
2: that was a problem that, that, that you were going to a very poor bullpen that, a lot. Early. That,
1: that's 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 a problem too. But do 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 you think that Rocco Baldelli is going to pull a guy in the fifth inning? If the guy can legitimately give them eight strong innings, stop it.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I would like, I would like to hope so. I, I would hope that you could let them go. You know, it, it's all, it all depends on the situation, right? I mean, it, every night's a, a little bit different. And got one more here from the Cities One Plumbing Talk and Text Line. Uh, somebody just kind of sums it up. It's ridiculous that players in any league make that. And I was having this conversation with my wife. I used to be in the mindset that. Yeah, players, you know, entertainments, they make too much money.
1: You know what? Well, but I get that, but what are we saying?
2: Yeah, I, I think it's just that compared to— That's an antiquated an, take. I, I, yeah, compa- and I
1: get and I get that. Yeah, we, we, we know that doctors and we know that teachers and stuff like that, you know, uh, police officers, firefighters, they should make more money. Mm-hmm. We get that. We live in a capitalistic country. We live in a society where there are a lot of people that make a lot of money. And they're probably not. There are people that are making millions of dollars on social media platforms. Yes. So I mean, that 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 whole antiquated take about athletes and what they're worth and what they should make and what they shouldn't make—I'm not there. I'm really not. If they they make they're making that money because they're generating as much money, and, and that's exactly multi billionaires.
2: To, to me, it's like it's an investment because you know this athlete, and let's just say Carlos Correa. Selling tickets, people come to the ballpark to watch him play. He's selling merchandise. It helps with the TV rights if you can see them because guess what? You get to superstar, people are going to want to see him even if they can't get a ticket to the game. So there are uh, uh, it's, it's an investment, right? I mean, and you're worth what somebody's willing to
1: pay Absolutely. you.
2: Absolutely. If Carlos Correa can make $100 million in a year, you know what? If, if that's what somebody's going to pay you, then that's what you're worth regardless of what we think.
1: We don't say that for actors and actresses. We don't say how much money that we believe that Beyonce or whoever should make yeah. in terms of making music.
2: Yeah, you hear some of these, you know, Ted Danson at one point making like $600,000 an episode for Cheers. Yeah, I, and and that's a good point. Like, we don't Have talk had a, about...
1: Hey, congratulations, man. You're making your money, bro. Yeah, that's... Hey, what do they say? Get that cheddar? Is that is that what the kids say? You no. Know, make it rain, baby. Make it rain. There you go. All right, coming up next... We'll take a look at the local weather and President Joe Biden made a statement today on marijuana in this country. We get to it next year on The Lake Show. All right, some big news out of Washington today. President Joe Biden is partnering thousands of Americans convicted of simple possession of marijuana under federal law. As his administration takes a dramatic step towards decriminalizing the drug and addressing charging practices that uh, disproportionately impact people of color. Now Biden's move also covers thousands convicted of the crime in the district of Columbia. He's called on governors to issue similar pardons for those convicted of state marijuana offenses, which reflect the vast majority of marijuana possession cases. This is the statement that Joe Biden made earlier today.
3: As I said, when I ran for president, No one should be in jail just for using or possessing marijuana. It's already legal in many states, and criminal records for marijuana possession have led to needless barriers to employment, to housing, to educational opportunities. And that's before you address the racial disparities around who suffers the consequences. While white and black and brown people use marijuana at similar rates, black and brown people are arrested, prosecuted, and convicted at disproportionately higher rates. So today, I'm taking three steps to end this failed approach. First, I'm announcing a pardon for all prior federal offense, federal offenses for the simple possession of marijuana. There are thousands of people who are convicted for marijuana possession who may be denied employment, housing or educational opportunities as a result of that conviction. My pardon will remove this burden on them. Second, I'm calling on all governors to do the same for state marijuana possession offenses. Third, the federal government currently classifies marijuana as a Schedule I substance, the same as heroin and LSD, and more serious than fentanyl. It makes no sense, so I'm asking the Secretary of Health and Human Services and the Attorney General to initiate a process to review how marijuana is scheduled under federal law. Even as federal and local regulations of marijuana change, important limitations on trafficking, Marketing and underage sales should stay in place. Too many lives have been upended because of our failed approach to marijuana. It's time that we right these wrongs.
1: I think that this is the right move, and I applaud the president for doing this. Um, It's – I'm happy that this day has come for so many people in this country. I'm not happy for, like, myself – I don't smoke marijuana. I'm not a marijuana user, okay? That's not me. Um, but I just think it's mind-boggling that there are people that believe that people in 2022 should still be going to jail and being incarcerated for marijuana. I, I just, I, I, I'm sorry. Now, now, now let, let's put this in perspective. We're talking about so many states where you can possess it and get it legally, right? Like in terms of, you know, obtaining it. We're just in a different place in our day and time. We progress to a point where this is the move, this is the play that needed to be made. Now, clearly, if the guy down the street is selling, um, Pounds of marijuana out of his backyard. It's different. That's that's a problem. Yeah. And lock him up and go to jail. But putting people in jail and then ruining their futures over small amounts of weed that they've smoked or what, to me, that just, those days should not exist anymore.
2: Yeah, I think, Henry, we're starting to see more benefits of cannabis, more benefits of CBD, more benefits of hemp. And, and, you know, this is not – I mean, I I understand the perception back in the 1980s. You know, D.A.R.E. and, you know, Nancy Reagan just, you know, say no to drugs. You know, like this is your brain on drugs, you know, the the fried egg commercial. But as we've gone along and you start to see that there are benefits for this – That's why states have legalized it for medicinal and recreational purposes. And I think that there is this perception, and I think it's false, that marijuana can be a gateway drug. I I understand where that frame of mind might have come from, but I think as we move further and further into it, it's not this awful – you know despicable thing that should be swept under the rug you're saying if somebody's out there you know dealing and and doing things nefarious that's completely different absolutely but to to have trace amounts, I think this is a good start
1: to head in the right direction in in what world is marijuana a scheduled drug on the same plane as heroin like that that's it doesn't make any sense whatsoever.
2: It, 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 it doesn't, but that's been the perception for no, years. No, I know. That's what I'm saying.
1: It, but, 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 even, but, I'm, but let's go back 20 years ago. Like, even 20 years ago, you'd be like, yeah, heroin and weed ain't the same. You can go back 30 years ago and say heroin and weed ain't the same. Cocaine, they're not Cocaine, the same. No, they're, they're not. Exactly. They're, so, 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 they're not. Like, like, to think that we're at this particular point, if anybody wants to debate that, I'm sorry. I just, I'm not trying to hear that.
2: I mean, we've we've seen here in the state of Minnesota and full disclosure, I have taken advantage of it with the the legal edible gummies. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because if I do it, number one, yeah, for recreation. But if you look at the, you know, just the calming effects and the medical purposes that it's that that it serves, it's. In some respect, Henry, it's better than alcohol for you because it's natural. It's it's a natural plant that comes from the earth, and I know that might be some you know silly you know bleeding heart liberal perspective. You know that that's fine, but I feel like we need to kind of step out of the old way of thinking and into the. The you know let's look at what the facts are now.
1: Let's get into the reality of the current Absolutely. day situation.
2: Current. Not what not what it used to be.
1: I am not a marijuana user. I it doesn't do anything for me. Um, I'll I'll never be a recreational person that that wants to smoke or mm-hmm. dive into gum. And I'm not saying that I would never in my life never ever experiment like with, with a gummy or something like that. Right. That's not. My my point is I'll this. bring some tomorrow. No, no, because because no, no. I tried one once and it wasn't my thing. Yeah, no, but I'm, like I'm, this I'm this kidding, this kidding. is years ago. Yeah. But I tell you what is something that I have utilized. It's a CBD balm. Yes, for my muscles. I have had at times extreme muscle pain, and that was a game changer, an absolute game changer. Putting the balm mm-hmm. on, and there's something about the balm and the the CBD. The infusion of it, yes, that it connects to the nerve receptors in your your you know your legs or arms or whatever, and it's just a game changer.
2: Yeah, and, and I mean, there are UFC fighters, Henry, that after their fights, they will be smoking a joint.
1: Why? Do you think that Nate Diaz? Think he's <laughs> yeah, one of them? Nate, well, Nate Diaz, yeah, you definitely, yeah. But, uh,
2: <laughs> oh my God! He's you, the poster you, boy. You, you threw me off with the Nate Diaz, but yeah, they they'll sit there and they'll have it because it's 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 healing. It's helping, like you mentioned, the the muscles, the nerve endings. The, there are a lot of good to and Henry again. We're talking about very very minor, 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 minor amounts.
1: Let's stop. Th- let's stop locking people up right now. For things that we're legally selling nowadays in the majority of the states, absolutely. Coming up next, there really isn't a debate about who the home run king is right now. We get to that next year on the Legion. All right, before we get into my home run king take, Jay from Hammond, Wisconsin, wanted to weigh in and talk about the the marijuana topic and uh, what President Joe Biden did today. What's up, Jay? Hey, I'm just wondering why
3: these people pardoned, and I'm not against marijuana being legalized and all that stuff, but when they these people pardoned, when they did that and were arrested, it was against the law. Uh-huh.
1: So isn't that like saying when the drinking age went to... 18 and so you think that people should have so, so you think that people should have to do, deal with this for the rest of their lives or something when we clearly as a nation have moved on to a being in a better place
3: yeah but who are these people being pardoned we don't really get a profile on that do
1: we i mean we we uh, every it's so, i guess i'll put it like this i don't know all of the different cases every single one do you think there are some people that are locked up for possession of marijuana that shouldn't be incarcerated
3: I I don't know that
1: I just I just thought well hey when they did it it was against the law no I get that I, I but I but um, I but yeah, I but right. get that but what I'm saying is but what I'm saying Jay is that I'm in agreement with you like like clearly there are people probably that are incarcerated that that maybe the the pardon thing is a little bit excessive for them but we're talking about simple possession we're not just talking we're not we're not talking about people that are like trafficking. Uh marijuana. Right. That's not what this oh, is about. Yeah. This is about simple yeah, possession. Yeah. So so I guess yeah, my point made,
3: is Go ahead. You made that clear. Yeah. I'm just I weighing in and I, I hear you and it's not a perfect
1: answer, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel you and, and thanks to the phone call from from Jay and, and Hammond. Look, I, I see what he's saying. He's like, hey, they they did something at the time they broke at the, the law. At, at the time they did something and they broke the law. I totally get what he's saying. I do, but I do think that we have to we have to more so though, and I agree with Jay. Okay, I'm not disagreeing with him on that. We have to lean on the side of common sense though. At some particular point, we have to say, "Look, look where we're at. It's legal. People, we're selling it left and right." From st- one state to another. Times have changed. I went on a tour of a place in Las Vegas mm-hmm. called Planet 13 when I was out there for um, for like- March Madness. Oh, okay. Do- you should see this place. You should see the stuff these people are buying. So do I really think that people should be incarcerated for simply possessing marijuana now When when, when they're selling it in all types of forms right now? I don't. But, but I think that Jay made a valid point, absolutely, because basically these people were getting pardoned, and they knew that they did something. At the time, I think what he's saying is at the time they knew it was wrong. I do want to get to, real quickly, because we got Matthew Collar, Purple Insider, coming up at the top of the hour, talks about Minnesota Viking football, that about this whole, because people are looking at the Aaron Judge thing. He had 62 home runs. He broke uh, Roger Maris' um, record in the American League. Most home runs ever hit. In the American League in a se- uh, single season. Congratulations to Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge has hit the most home runs ever in the American League, but he's not the single season home run king. So let- let's just knock that off. I am not, I am not a Barry Bonds fan. Don't, don't can't, can't stand him. But unfortunately, he's the record holder, he's a steroid user a cheater, and he ruined it for us all. That whole era of baseball sucked when we found out it was fake. But it is what it is. We all got cheated. Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, and and others Mm -hmm. cheated the game. They cheated baseball. They cheated us as fans. But he's the home run king. That's just the realness yeah, of it.
2: It is whether or not we like it, and I think people hate it. And I don't more. like it. Yeah, I, I think people hate it, but I, I think people hate it more because Barry Bonds was a jerk. If he was a nice guy, yeah. would people would people be as upset about it?
1: Yeah, but Sammy Sosa was a nice guy, and he and he ended up cheating us too. It sucks all the way around. Viking football. That's next year. Matthew Keller, Purple Insider. He joins us next.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.